welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how to deal with what it throws at you. I'm Ian here in Salt Lake City, Utah, passionate about communication and finding my zen. And with me as always... I'm Angela. I am a student and purveyor of life. I am currently a stay-at-home mom slash grandma, future college student, and happy to be here today. She's a damn drunk. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually some truth to that. (laughs) And we have a very special guest with us today. Hey! Hey, everybody. <laughs> Yay. Uh, the, the man himself, Mr. Ronan, Jimmy Chunga. <laughs> is, that, is that what I am now? <laughs> Mr. I'm, I'm Ronan. Miss, Mr. Ronan. Mr. Ronan. <laughs> kind of like Shannon's Mrs. Chunga. So. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know what? I will own it. Absolutely. We've been trying to get you over here for a couple weeks, but been, lovely, lovely Rona. Yeah. Well, normally with you two, when <laughs> either of you say jump, I jump. Yeah, it's true. No, it is, it is mm. very true. Yeah. We go back so far, and I love you both so much, <laughs> and, and we, the three of us, have been through such hell together uh, Yes. that if you guys say jump at two in the morning, uh, I'm in a panic like my hair's on fire mm-hmm. out to serve you. Well, and not it's only that, much you, you were up. I mean, that's <laughs> at 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm honored that I get to come and be on the show with you guys. Oh, we're glad to have you. We may have some listeners that don't know who you are. What? What? I, what? Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I thought you just said... Uh-oh. No, of course. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm quite sure that is the case. So you are a radio legend here in Salt Lake, and that... self-described. I, I don't know if I actually am a radio legend, but Craig Worth knows who you are. So well, they're... okay. <laughs> legend. Hey, listen, I'll own it, right? Own sure. the legend title. I've been very blessed. Yes. How long is it? You started right out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually started in college. Okay. So I was a student at Southern Utah University. I was there studying uh, dramatic arts. I was a dramatic arts major. Went to Southern Utah to do the Shakespearean Festival. I wanted to study Shakespeare. Thank you. Be a Shakespearean actor. And when I got to Southern Utah, I was uh, very bummed to find out after all the scholarship auditions and everything else to find out that they don't actually use students in the Shakespearean festival. It's not something that they disclose to their kids. At least they didn't at the time. It's all union huh. actors, equity oh, I had actors no idea. that they bring in from New York and mm-hmm. LA and because they're trying to win Tonys and, they, and, and I, and now that I'm older, I kind of get it because they, they need all of these, hmm. these things to get money for their school sure. and their programs. Right. So being dismayed, I switched my major, um, didn't really know what to do, and there was an on-campus radio station there at Southern Utah, Thunder 91, mm-hmm. and ended up doing a weekly, every Wednesday, a weekly alternative music show, and loved it, thought it was great, and as time progresses, I changed everything, said, look, I need a break from the entertainment world for a little bit, so I switched my major to military science and political science. Oh. So a complete 180, <laughs> total 180 from what I was doing. Uh, but still kept doing the radio thing. So you fast forward a couple of years, I, I dropped out. I went, I need to rethink my life, and I'm not really happy doing any of this. And I come from a long line of police officers. My my grandpa was a former chief of the Highway Patrol. So I have a long, just a lot of cops in my family and stuff. And I was like, you know, I just need to follow the family line. Because, I mean, what 20-year-old kid knows what they're going to do? None. I, yeah, you show me a 20-year-old kid mm-hmm. who knows what they want to do, and they're either very gifted or very stupid. Well, good, the good news is yeah. I'm 42, and I'm still figuring it yeah, out. So. A, a lot of people are. <laughs> I'm starting school at 50, so. I think that's, I think that's amazing. <laughs> so there you well, go. Well, look, here's the thing. People are living longer anyway, so it's not uncommon. You know, I remember my grandma telling me, you know, oh, I, I remember my grandma asked me to guess how old she was when I was a little kid, and I, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know. You, you're very old. You're 30. No, I'm 53. Oh, my gosh, it felt so old. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and, and that's uh, so. Anyway, I was going to the police academy one morning, and I saw a radio station billboard, and said, "No, I'm, I'm, I need to go back and do the radio stuff that I loved in college." So that's 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 the condensed version of how it went. Uh, but my first go at it was actually in college. Yeah, oh, I was awesome. talking with one of my college professors. Uh, yeah, he's teaching marketing, and he was handing out assignments, and somebody mentioned. Uh, somebody apparently was Facebook stalking me and mentioned in class that I did a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brad's like, oh, what do you do? So I was telling him and he's like, oh, well, you know, are you working with the network? I said, we work with Radio Ronan. And he's like, who is that? And I said, it, I, I, I said, you, you grew up here. He's like, yep, I did. I said, Jimmy Chunga. He's like, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. No way. People, people are still finding it every day. It's actually been on for almost seven years. 
if now, you can see, believe that. I thought it was shorter than that, so that shocks me. And I've been listening <laughs> yeah. from day one, so this that's fall amazing. it'll be seven years. Wow. Or, well, I should say this January because I had to wait for a no compete to end. So we started working on it True. in the fall, but kept it quiet until January. But I, no compete from the I moment. remember when it first started. Now, I was very excited. Me too. Oh, well, thank you. And most people that I talk to that have made the transition with you over to podcasting yeah. are excited as well. Yeah. And, and, and I wish more people would do that. I find it interesting that so many people don't mm-hmm. do podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, they, it's they a com- big squiggly alien to a lot of people. They, they complain about radio. Radio yeah. sucks. It radio, radio does, does suck. suck. I, <laughs> ah, my evil twin. twin. <laughs> I don't even listen to local stuff anymore. I have no. Sirius in my car, which I think expires the end of this year. Yep. And I'm not even going to renew it because I'm I, everything I listen to is no, mostly me. on my phone. Yeah, I I had Sirius XM for several years, and uh, about two weeks ago, I let it lapse and just I haven't missed it at all. It's just, you know, there's just something about radio. I mean, I, I don't want to sit and, and take a dump on radio, but yes, I do. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, uh, there are so many better options for people nowadays. There, anytime I have or, or hear, even in the background, even as I'm passively listing a radio station, you get a few minutes of content and then you're getting screamed at for seven minutes <sighs> by car dealers. Or and, mattress sales. Or, or mattress sales, or like an ambulance chaser law firm, or... Or you have uh, a friend in the diamond business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The the diamond business, it's funny, you know, Shane Company. I endorsed Shane <laughs> Company for a long time. And uh, I had to become a licensed gemologist oh, wow. to endorse Shane Company. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh so, so in addition <laughs> to all of this, other, I'm actually a licensed gemologist. See, I learn yeah. something new about you all the time, <laughs> Evil Twin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the funny, it, a radio does open a lot of doors, but it really is a an idea whose time has come and gone. Mm-hmm. I think definitely because there's I agree. A, there's a billion other ways to consume media like this without having, you know, a car dealer scream at you for 20 minutes. Well, if you look at cars mm-hmm. today, we we all drive fairly recent models, mm-hmm. and yep. I. Would dare say not one of our cars does not have the ability to plug your phone in and your phone's up on the dash. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Why listen to radio? If you can get the content you really want. Well, this is, and this is, this was the problem with radio. Uh, there are people that are running uh, stations and corporations within the radio industry that I'm, you know, I'm going to get killed for saying this, but are of a certain age mm-hmm. and they don't understand. Listeners, specifically millennials, even Gen X, two millennials, and and now with the rise of Gen Z, uh, they they are not listening for music anymore. They they're not there for music. No. They they can get music on demand. Exactly, they can listen to Kiss and Garth Brooks and mm-hmm. Kenny G, all right in a row, and they don't have to flip stations to find it. Nope. They just go to their stuff. And uh, in my latter days of radio, in the in the end of days when the uh, when the pivot out of radio was coming. I would go to my station management and just say, look, you guys have got this all wrong. And they would just bristle, you know. Mm -hmm. So people are going to listen. They're going to be force-fed music that you're picking Uh for them. And then they're going to get screamed at by heating and air conditioning companies (laughs) and car dealerships. But the reason people go to radio is for the personalities. It's the thing that Uh they can't get on Spotify. It's the thing that they can't get uh, through iTunes. And that's why people go to radio, but they don't understand. To this day, they still don't understand that. I I remember you on the air for years that I listened time. to. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. before you even, Fisher and Todd, yep. back in the day. And incidentally, it was a Fisher and Todd billboard that I saw when I was going to the police academy. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. When I said, now that's that's what I have to go do. My, my favorite was you introduced me to Aaron. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when we were throwing the gigs down at the depot. Yeah. And I Aaron's like, oh, you know... And, she, and I'm like, I know who you are. I've listened to you for, for years. For I, I listened to Todd before you were even around. Right, right. And she's like, oh, you, you got to tell Todd this. It's going to crush him. So she runs me over to the studio and introduces <laughs> uh-huh. me to Todd. Yeah. And she she's like, how long have you been listening to him, dear? And I said, well, I used to listen to him when I was getting ready for school in the morning. <laughs> and it just watched me. Like, I'm old. Yeah. I'm old. But you were the reason I listened. I mean, all, all of your compatriots over the years. Thank you. Yeah. And the interactions, I would prefer, I mean, music was great. Mm-hmm. You introduced sure. me to a lot of music, but you were the reason. Right. Thank the personality, I in. What you were, the content you were getting outside of the music. Well, thank you. No, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm very flattered. It, uh, it means, 
as much to to me to hear you say that who a guy who I've been a personal friend with for years, uh, it means as much to me to have somebody say that today as it did on day one. That never goes away, and it means everything when when you have somebody say something like that to you. Nobody nobody that I talk to does not have that type of memory about you. They that's true. They remember, <laughs> no, I, that's one hundred percent. They they remember really? the mm-hmm. characters. They remember. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. A lot of characters, a lot of voice work, a lot of doing things, doing a lot of things that radio, quote unquote, professionals said you shouldn't do. But Dressing yet it one of your partners up as yeah, a plague for the Olympics. Yeah, Polygamous Pete. <laughs> Polygamous Pete. Well, the, the whole story behind Polygamous Pete was we had the Olympics coming to town, and there was a big scandal around the Olympics, mm-hmm. and, yep. and the entire Olympic committee was thrown out, and that's how we all got the joy of having Mitt Romney in our community. <sighs> joy, uh, okay. It, it, don't even get me started. <laughs> but at the time, there was a uh, there there was a, a a whole thing of well, now we have to save money, and we have we don't have a mascot selected. So I said, okay, I am going to create the the 2002 Winter Olympic mascots, <laughs> and I gave them their choice because you don't want to. You're a marketing guy. Yeah. You don't want to just give them one choice. No. You no. want to give people options. You want to give them range. Well, and you always you always give them like the two they don't want. Yes. You know they won't want, so you right. get the one you do want. Yes, and that's uh, <laughs> you're a good student. That's very true. Do I do I have something in my nose? No. Okay. I feel no. like you're a, good. I'm a little, I'm a little pair. All this, I'm over here like. <laughs> Oh, I hope I don't have something in my nose. Well, so anyway. we, we've got a little different setup than you're used to. So yeah, this is a great setup. It's, uh, it's a wonderful setup. Literally sitting around the dining table. It but, is. Yeah, but, uh, but you know with what? equipment that's like you know, Angela is is to my my right. You're to my left. Uh, you're talking to each other, mm-hmm. and it's you've got these beautiful mixing boards set up and these great mics and. Yeah, this is a wonderful setup you have here. We uh, it's lovely. I learned a lot just by watching you guys one day. Yeah, but you came into uh, yeah. into Bash HQ, as we call it, which is where we do Radio Ronin. And Nathan says hi, by the way. I uh, love that kid. He... You know, we're kin. He and I. <laughs> I told him we're kin, and he said, we're, we're kin. We're, yeah, I said, you and I, were like related. We're like cousins. Why? Because you're Korean, and I have a Samsung phone. He laughs about that to this day. Oh, does he really? He loves it. I don't know if he knew. It was very on PC, of course, and I don't think he knew really what Your personality, yeah. You won that kid over within 10 minutes. He really? he thinks the world of you. Oh, well, we'll tell him thanks. Yeah, so so anyway, so the, uh, the, the mascots. So I presented to the Olympic Committee. I had the Olympic ringworms, and there were different worms, each in the Olympic colors, and you could stick them together from nose to tail and create the Olympic ringworms. <laughs> In the Olympics, the Olympic colors, uh, we also had Gristle the Meat Bee, which was I forgot about Gristle. You remember the Gristle bee. the Meat Bee? <laughs> I forgot about which Gristle. was our, our producer in a bee costume <laughs> who would chase anybody around that had a sandwich. Uh, Gristle the Meat Bee, and we had Polygamous Pete, who was a polyg- just a straight up polygamist, and we also had John, who happened to be my younger brother, John, the American kid in the Mexican hat. <laughs> To show international love, right? And that's Aww. and those were the mascots. Uh, Mitt, uh, we didn't meet with Mitt. He didn't like them. Which, Shocking. Uh, I hate him to this day because <laughs> he rejected every one of them. I, I thought, if anything, I thought the, the Olympic ringworms were going to win. But no, it didn't happen. I don't think Mitt has a measurable... Mitt's humorous bone in <laughs> no, his Mitt's body. A, Mitt's a, like, Mitt's, I just don't feel he no. has that. I don't think that exists. Not in him. a pleasant guy. No. No. <laughs> All of us and are I'm just nodding. <laughs> I was anyway. going to say, he's the Republican in the room. Yes. I like the awkwardness we're all staring around the table at. Well, here's the oh, thing. You know, you know that it's, um, again, the last thing I want to do is go this direction, oh, but I'm going fine. to briefly. But uh, you know that old saying on the, on the heels of this whole George Floyd thing? Yeah. Right? Uh, nobody hates a dirty cop more than a cop. Well, right. Nobody hates a shitty Republican more than a Republican. True. You know, that's and that and that should be the case, I think, with all the political parties. You know, they should take you should take your own party to task more than you take the other party to task. I actually do. So, yeah, <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I think that's she why goes we, after everybody. I think that's why the three of us are such good friends Probably. and why we can be across the political spectrum. And yeah. We can still because there's, there's you know, yeah. and it comes down to respect, too. Very much. It, so. it, I almost feel like. I'm probably in the middle between you two. <laughs> probably. <laughs> a lot of the time. I think with some things, yes. I think with some things, perhaps no. I am actually quite liberal with some things. Oh, yeah. You're, you're... There's a lot of truth to that. And actually, you'd find that I'm a little more conservative than I come across. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. You've actually... One reason that I, I love and adore you to this day is you... I, I called in the radio station as the token gay. 
Yeah, we we had a joke on the radio show, and it was a oh my gosh, it was a it was a long running joke. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. It was the token gay for like seventeen years. Well, so it is Utah, he was like so. the one gay guy that listened to the show. When in fact we had an army of gay people that listened to oh, the yeah. show. But the the gay the gay members of our audience they were quite happy that we that we had a guy who was on the show uh, that we jokingly referred to as the token gay. But everything that we did, we it wasn't uh, everything around you wasn't centered around your gayness. No, no, not at all. We would call you the token gay, and then we would just get on with the business of whatever we were going to. And you, you would you, you would make the the comment that I was the straightest gay you ever met, <laughs> yes. and you were the gayest straight I no, ever I, met. I, so. I still think that holds true, man. You're in here like painting and doing construction, and I was like, oh, I need a manicure. <laughs> I, you know, when you're talking about stereotypes, I think it's very, I think I'm way more gay than you are in terms of stereotypes. Could be. Could you're, be. In a, you're, in a, you're in an Under Armour Ute Proud shirt. <laughs> He's in his got, nice got to khakis the school. and button-up shirt. I would much rather, you know, spend my time, instead of sitting in a sports arena, I would much rather spend my time uh, at some fancy sushi restaurant uh, looking over the Vegas Strip on a balcony, drinking like a Cosmo. And see, you know I like I mean? both. Cosmos? Yes. I, I could go for Cosmos. There you go. I like both. I don't drink anymore. I don't want to go any further. No, no, no. I, I, you know what? Uh, we've had some fun, the three of us. Oh. <laughs> Let's not go down that yeah, road. Yeah, go. it's probably, probably a better New idea. direction. <laughs> yeah. I don't think everybody in my life knows those stories. So. Oh, well. Let's make an edit. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, she, so she she can have me edit stuff. You know this, right? Yeah, just okay. just edit, just take that. Out. <laughs> no. Just take that out. Nah, let's leave it. So We're good. Big reason we asked you here. Yes. We, yes. We, we got going down. Now that we know a little bit more about you, was right. Branding. Yeah. Personal branding. Mm-hmm. Angela and I talk about a lot of of things that intertwine mm-hmm. together. And okay. your topic came up a while ago, where okay. we were like, you know, you're probably the most branded person I know yeah. because of the radio days. Mm-hmm. Sure. You have a brand whether you want to or not. Yeah. Whether you choose to curate it or, or not, people are going to talk about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you want to be known? Well, that is the double-edged sword of branding, mm-hmm. right? Well, the, you know, I, to your point, Ian, the truth is is that it was very uh, – Yeah, I would love to say it was lightning in a bottle, and I would love to say that I didn't set out to do this. It just kind of happened, but the truth is is that – I very much set out to do this. This was very much a plan, and it wasn't a plan. I, I wish I could take credit. I, I, I could take some credit, of course, but there were a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we started X96 and, and when we started 107.5 The End and then later 101.9 The End, there was a very deliberate uh, path and structure and course to what, this, to what Jimmy Chunga would be. Uh, I wish I could say that there was some sort of brilliance that took place with that character that that was exclusively me, but it, it's just not true. Uh, there were a lot of people that worked very, very hard to turn Jimmy Chunga into a brand, and I'm grateful to this day. Uh, I'm just the face of it. There were hundreds of people that worked on this, that we had consultants in four different states that would go oh, wow. over the show every day and mm-hmm. rip me to pieces I'd, I'd go through the, the morning show sit down with the consultants and leave every day for years feeling like i was the worst dj on earth because they were working so hard at building up this brand you know i'm very i'm very proud of the work that not only i did but the work that everybody else on the show did the the, the different partners and all of the account executives behind the scenes the marketing and the promotions people the consultants, the station managers, agents. I mean, there were a lot. There were a lot of people behind this. If there was any sort of brilliance that was uniquely me, it, it, it would have had to have come pretty early on in the career, where I just said, "Look, I'm going to be the biggest whore I can possibly be," and just refused to to take no for an answer. And I think that's where a lot of branding begins with people, which is, "Hey, look, I am going to accomplish this." Some, something happens in your head when you say, uh, when you change your thought process from. I want to do something or I hope to do something to I will do something because a lot of other doors open up the minute you tell yourself or you even write it down on a piece of paper I will do this. That's a lot of what Angela preaches is writing it down, committing it mm-hmm. to to paper. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that mind mind shift Very much change. So. Yeah, and it's uh, there, you know there's a lot of people that may roll their eyes on, at that and go okay, whatever Tony Robbins thinks a lot but <laughs> it really it really is true. There were a lot of times 
when I was building, you know, my part of Jimmy Chunga, where I was building my career and, and doing the shows. And when I first started at X96, I was making $5.10 an hour. DJs don't make any money. And I was living on $2 a day eating cereal and water and pumping gas and doing everything I could to make this happen. And I think that that is what a lot of people may not understand is that to build anything of note, anything that's worthwhile, you're really, really going to have to hurt. Gary V. Yep. yep. One of my favorite, favorite people to listen to. Yep. He, he calls it the eating shit factor. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, you have to eat it day in and day out. Be okay with losing, getting your teeth kicked in because it's going to make you a stronger person. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I was living in this uh, little apartment in Taylorsville, me and Bishop Shannon, the first time we were married. And it, it, I, I mean, we were just so, just poor as church mice. But I was just bound and determined, hey, eventually I'm going to mm-hmm. do something that people are going to pay attention to. I wasn't even Jimmy Chunga yet. I was still using my real name, which is Brett Smith, was just going on the air as myself. And I used to have this uh, thing on my fridge that was actually written in masking tape. Like, that's how broke we were. I couldn't even use, like, a Post-it note. (laughs) I wrote it in masking tape and stuck it to my fridge, and it said, how much shit can you eat more than everybody else? That's awesome. And, you know, and I did, man. It was, uh, it was, I get asked this question a lot from people. Is it hard to make it into the radio business? Yes. Is it hard to have a successful podcast? Yes. It's very hard. Is it hard to succeed in marketing? Yes. It's hard to do anything that's important. It is. And that's what, there, and it should be. That's true to that. Right? It should be hard. It teaches you to appreciate a lot more too. Very much so. But people always see the glam factor at the mm-hmm. end. They don't oh, yeah. see... The path well, you took and to get and there. we had that problem with Ronan early on when we started Ronan because we wanted to start a network of, of shows. And what is a network of shows? Well, really all it is is just a place where people can go mm-hmm. and listen to all of these different shows. Right. That's and you really, guys have done that. That's really it. You know, you want to go listen to and, – and we were hoping that hopefully on the strength of my name and, and Chunga that people would want to come in and hear other great shows as well. Yeah. And we would build this great – family of shows and make a lot of money from it. But what really happened was we had a lot of shows come in uh, who had absolutely no respect for the work ethic and had absolutely no idea how much goes, you guys know, how much work goes into this and how hard it is to actually build a fan base and get people to pay attention to you. And when it was hard, a lot of these people would either just quit and give up or they would blame me for something or they would blame uh, Chandler for something or they would and then it was everybody else's fault but their own mm-hmm. and so that we had a lot of lineup changes on the we changed a lot of shows we changed a lot of people within the within Radio Ronan itself oh, yeah. but I feel like very much now with on the strength of the New Day podcast and the Matt Cave and Snooty and Slackjaw and, and a lot of the shows that we have on the Radio Ronan network we're finally after six years finally dialing it in the way I, I was hoping to see it happen definitely we, seen you guys dial in I, but yeah. I mean, but we've been there from the start and I've watched yes. the changes that your network has gone through mm-hmm. and the different show hosts yeah. and the different content that's available and the stuff that needed to be weeded out got weeded out, but you guys were tough and you were strong and you just kept going. Yep. You just kept seeing your vision and you kept moving forward and that's what's made it successful now. Well, and when you do that, unfortunately, you know, you, you have people that aren't going to like that. I mean, anytime you have to make a tough decision Mm -hmm. or anytime you have to say, I'm sorry, this is, you know, I have this thing. And if I have this thing, then everybody else on the team has to have this thing or it's not going to get there. And if people don't have that, then they're, then they got to go. You you know what I mean? And that's, and that's what we've done. And I guess you just have to make the decision in terms of branding. If you're going to brand something a certain way, you have to commit to it and you have to be willing to, suffer all the slings and arrows mm-hmm. to quote Shakespeare to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Which means you're going to make a lot of people mad and, oh, and yeah. you're going to have a lot of people that don't like you. I've seen you through several partner changes over the years. Yep. Yes. Was in studio a few times when, <laughs> when some of the meltdowns. When, uh, yeah. When, when, when a few things happened. <laughs> yes. And I've had people where they, they either, I, I find people, people either love Chunga or they don't like Chunga. Yep. And, and there's no, Yep. There's very little gray area, I should say. Yep. Anybody that usually has something to say is somebody that was jaded for a decision that you had to make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, that is life, right? I yeah. Mean, with, every, with everything that you do in your life, you have to make your choices. Go right, go left. I don't give a shit, but you have to make those choices. And when you do, there's going to be fallout from those choices. Absolutely. And again, it goes back to that branding. If you're building, if you're building up the branding, 
you're going to have elements, or you're going to have people, or you're going to have things that just don't necessarily fit that. And it is everything within media and marketing. It's all about branding. Well, That's where it begins. Is. If you don't have a strong brand, you don't have anything. No, you don't. So you're right on that. You know, and that's and and you have to make a decision. Okay, no matter what I do, you're going to have people that don't like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true in life, though. That's I feel true like. in life. Yeah, it's funny you're, how many people don't get that though. Well, it's usually the people that don't get that. They're the people that are trying to please everyone, and it is universal. You will fail. Yep. Every time you try to please everyone, you will fail. So you have to make your choices. There's a, a saying in radio, and it's very much true with podcasting and marketing. The saying is, uh, boring equals dead. True. So if you're safe on the radio, if you go on the radio and you're safe and you're trying to make everybody like you, yep. you're going to fail. You have to just make your choices and then own them, which means you're going to have a lot of people that don't like you. And, That's true. And if you can't, you can't, you got to be tough. You know, if you can't be tough and handle that, then... There's a lot. The world always needs another bartender. Oh, you know what I'm saying? God. There's a lot of other jobs uh-huh. that you'd probably be happier in. And, yeah, it sucks. I mean, nobody, nobody likes to have their life threatened. Nobody likes to have, you know, that kind of stuff happen. And it is inevitable that it will happen anytime yeah. you put yourself out in the public eye. As long as I've known you, mm-hmm. you've been a, I don't want to say controversial figure, but you, you've always kind of pushed the envelope just Provocateur. a Provocateur. Oh, I like that one. But again, it goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. You, you have to be a provocateur if you're going to, again, this is going to, you know, I, I hope I'm not sounding like a total dick. You're not at all. No, all actually. Uh, but the truth is, is that if you want to do this, you have to have people notice you. You have to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. You have to create talk. You have to create opinion. You have to stir emotion and passion. And sometimes, you know, there, there's, uh, I mean, I, I'm doing this right now. Yeah. I'm actually doing this right now. You 100% now. are, and I like that. I have a, a, a petition right now on my Facebook page to save Splash Mountain. Oh, yes. From the, uh, the, the, the thing that they're doing where they're converting it to Princess and the Frog is a highly charged political issue, which uh, a lot of people look at this and they go, it's a Disneyland ride. Why is it a highly charged political issue? This, this shouldn't be. Uh, and, and I would very much be in that camp as well. But, but people are passionate on both sides of the argument. People say, well, it's, it's a Black Lives Matter thing and, and black people are being underserved at Disneyland and so on and so forth. There's a whole mix to it. But I put that thing on my Facebook page not to be part of the political argument. I did it to stir the damn pot. I did it to get people to pay attention to the show. It's marketing. That's all, you know, And that's what people, I mean, it's like the dirty little secret that I've never actually said in an interview before. It's like, I'll put that out there, get people ripping their hair out and going crazy. And I feel like I'm the emperor in Return of the Jedi, where I just sit there in my chair. <laughs> now, Ian, that sounds like what I've done for content and have, have been doing. To. But you have to. Yes. I yes. put these things out there and I, I stay strongly opinionated one way or the other. And I do it just to get the feedback, just right. to stir what I want people talking about. And I want them to give strong reactions. Yeah, I want because, that. because exactly. I mean, what, you don't have a show otherwise. No, you have to be. St- your That's advice exactly to right. me was stick to what you want to talk about. And just remember, don't be boring. Yeah, don't, don't please everybody. Don't say what you think everybody wants to hear. I think I think the uh, the direct quote was, "If I'm not getting five complaints about you guys every single show, <laughs> you're not doing your jobs yeah. right." No, nope. you know? and I agree and, with that. And, and you guys are a new podcast, but once you hit your stride, I'm I'm going to hold you guys to that. I mean, once once oh, we already know, have a, some some stuff planned. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so. so yeah, I'm and, and you know, there's a duality to that because I'm not just doing things to get a rise out of people. And me either. Yeah, it, it, people the uh, the American people, they rarely get it wrong. It's really true. They may that have differing hurts. opinions, but at the end of the day, they usually get it right. And if you're not honest with the American people. They'll catch you in a New York second. Oh, yeah. So oh. you have to stay true to, do I want Splash Mountain changed? No. Would I like to see Splash Mountain stay the, the way it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Am I furious about it? Yes. Am I going to go out and, and, and rage and protest? No, I'm not going to do that. Am I going to tear up my annual pass? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep going to Disneyland. And, and I'm still going to ride the ride. What, yeah, <laughs> and I'm still going to go on the ride, and I'm there. sure it's going to be beautiful. I'm but, sure it'll be great. But, but I sure would love to get it changed, and, and it makes for great content. It does. So, yeah, you gotta, you got to stay true, but, yeah, you definitely mm-hmm. need to stir the pot. Oh, I think you have oh. another call, Ian. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Suri. I didn't get that. Uh, oh. Ah. Ian needs more shea butter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, oh, or, great, great, order Ian more shea butter. <laughs> Just ask me how it's going. <laughs>
Well, I've been better, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for having an iPhone. So I'm just fun. saying. Hey, when did you get braces, man? Uh, three years ago. They're supposed to come off Good this for fall, you. so... I, I am just noticing that you have yeah. braces for like the first time. I've never even noticed. Well, well he I, wasn't out in public much for quite no. a while. No, that's true. No. Not only yeah. that, the only time you've seen me is when we were running around doing the interview uh, for my video. Oh, class. that's true. It was kind of dark. And then it was. The, when we did Temple Night, when you and I went to the Temple. Oh, together, yeah. With and, Ange- and Angela was there, too. I was there, too, and Maro and I fell off the next day. Yeah, it was. It's <laughs> not true. It was months later. <laughs> Sorry. It was beautiful. It was a fun night. It was an extremely I, fun night. I really do hope that is a tradition. I do, too. Yeah, it, it is definitely going to be. I, I don't think it'll happen this year with the Radio Ronan audience because True. of the temple construction and, and coronavirus and everything else. In fact, you two are some of the very first people I've even seen. Uh, I don't know if you guys Aside are Aside from Ian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking. So I saw you in February right before the lockdown happened. Yes. And... You, Spencer, and Josh, and Angela are really about the only people I've seen outside yeah. of my mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. Yeah. since. Yeah. yeah, aside from my family, the same 11 people I see all the time with mm-hmm. my kids and my grandkids because yep. I babysit them. Yep. I have no, nobody. And I've got a 70-year-old dad that finally on Father's Day I was able to see for the first time in months. Oh, I bet that was awesome. Oh, it was so great. He was so happy to see. Oh, yeah. And we had done some video lunches and stuff yeah. like that, but I mean... It's, it's not the same. It's not, but yeah. it's, yeah, same here. We haven't really seen anybody. It's a so. weird time to be alive. It without, is. Without question. You got this. <laughs> you have a whole thing of questions written <laughs> hey, down there. you know there. what? This is the difference between Ian and I. Okay. I'm analog, write it on paper. He's yep. typed He's up got it notes with like questions too. 15. Yeah, you actually yeah. wrote down questions for me. Well. You two are shits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't need to write down questions Did for I me. write down questions or did I just, things that I thought we could discuss. Okay. And, right. and in all honesty, you've covered a lot of a what lot I of had. It? Yeah, so okay. you've done really good because when I looked up branding, what I, personal branding, it was the story people tell about you when you're not in the room. And yep. I kind of thought that was, not 100% true, but to a lot of extent. I mean, it's what people are saying about you when you're not around. And, yep. hey, when you mention Jimmy Chunga, which way do they feel? Are they, do they love you or do they hate you kind yeah. of a thing? Yeah. And I feel like you've covered a lot of what I had written down. That's why I'm kind of looking at well, Ian. Well, and I going, have to be honest with you. There was, a, there, I, you know, in, in full disclosure, I was not ready for that. 100% I wasn't ready for the hate. and the, Oh, I believe that. And, and it was something that I, I – um, you know, when you start in radio, and like I said, you're making $5 an hour, you're living $2 a day eating cereal and water, you have this vision in your head that uh, when it hap- when it actually kicks in and everybody pays attention to you, everyone's going to love you, mm-hmm. you know, or you're, mm-hmm. or you're just going to fail and you're going to go do something else, yeah. right? So when it really took off, when it really started to take off, and the end was the number one radio station by a mile, it happened very quickly. Uh, I don't want to say it was an overnight success because I'd been in radio for years at that mm-hmm. point, kind of grinding away and, and working on Radio From Hell and Project X before that and the, the Saturday Night Cold Case. And, and uh, when it really started to go where we had like nine and 10,000 people showing up for radio remotes, yeah, um, I thought it was going to be like there was an, a little cherub was going to descend <laughs> from heaven with a plate of money and a golden calf and just kiss me on my forehead and say, congratulations, Chunga, You've everybody arrived. loves you. You have arrived. You're famous. And what, I, what it really was more like is that, well, the numbers, the ratings say I'm very popular, but all I see is hate. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I see is venom. And I couldn't, I, it took me, I was really young when it happened. I was uh, about Chandler's age. I was probably 24, oh, wow. 25, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, that sounds right. And couldn't figure out why this was happening or, or where this was where this was coming from like i i didn't i really didn't it took me a long time to understand well because of what you're doing there's always going to be people that don't like it like you can go right now and you can search tom brady and you can find oh, yeah. the most vile stuff you've ever seen in your life about a guy who's arguably the most mm-hmm incredible quarterback to ever play the game and best looking one I had. And Ian may or may not have a crush on him. I'm just saying, but dude, I have a crush. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn, I, I'm torn between a... Patriots. And now I have to think, do I want to like Tampa Bay I am now? I'm not so. a Tom Brady fan. I will give you that. He is a phenomenal quarterback, but mm-hmm. I probably just hate him because he is a good quarterback. Right. And my right. team has Aaron Rodgers, who not a bad quarterback, right. but he's not Tom Brady. 
Well, to your point, you know, I was on the Radio From Hell show for a long time. I left Radio From Hell, uh -huh. started the end, and that's where a lot of this came from. You switch, yeah. you switch teams. How dare you? And and um, oh no, I, I didn't, mm. I didn't kiss the ring. You know, I didn't bend the knee and kiss the ring yep. of this great alternative radio show. I said, <laughs> no, I've I've got some other stuff I want to go try and do. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's where a lot of that came from. And there there was yeah. a lot of ongoing animosity years oh, yeah. after. Yeah. No, there still is. There still is. I was going to say, I no, don't think that's is. gone away. No, it's it, it's very much like, you know, they, they those guys, um, particularly Bill Allred, uh, was my mentor. And I there's not a day that goes by that I don't use something that he taught me. Mm -hmm. And I'm forever grateful. Uh, and we'll always be grateful. And to this day, if Bill called me, much like you guys, mm -hmm. in the middle of the night and said, hey, I need somebody to come move a fridge, I'd, I'd be the first guy out of bed to go over there. I'd be gone. I wouldn't talk to him after that, but I would still definitely. <laughs> still, yeah, you know, exactly. There's um, a respect there. But there's also there's also this thing of, you know, I, I worked, I never met two of them. They are, without a doubt, the two most insecure people I've ever met in my life. Hmm. I 100% believe that. Yeah, who insist on keep every keeping everybody on their heels around them at all time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it comes from the fact that they're both really, really short or if they're both No, I'm serious, man. That's they you are, know they're I don't they're, have you ever seen them in person? No, tiny. No, they're, they're never. small. I could put Bill in my little pocket and could, <laughs> not the big pocket, the little pocket. And just carry them around. They're very, very and, and and so you can say, well, is it short man complex? Um I think there's there's probably some of that, but I think there's also um, a thing that they came from nothing and they worked their asses off. Oh, yeah. And they worked really, really hard to get where they were mm -hmm. at. And they suffered all the slings and arrows that I did. And by the time I came in, they were, um, you know, saying, Chunga, you are benefiting from this popularity. And now you're going to parlay that into your own popularity. And how dare you? And they're not wrong to think that. But at the same time, you have mm -hmm. to say, well, you know, it's not the Crips. You know, I didn't join the Bloods. <laughs> no. You know, I, I have some things that I want to try and go do. And at a young age, I, I mm -hmm. decided to take that chance for myself and for my future family. And I did. And, and it worked and out. It's just that simple. And it worked out fantastic. But people don't know the process. They, well, they, I, they, don't, seen they don't know. They shouldn't know. They don't care. And they mm -hmm. shouldn't care. All they care about is the, the right. stuff that they get above the line. Right. right. Uh, right. And, and that's, the image that's out there that's been. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you just have to be prepared to suffer that. When it comes to to putting in the effort to, mm -hmm. to building your persona, mm -hmm. I, I always kind of revert back to you. I, yeah. I've seen you um, go through waves. Sure. Radio station closed down. Yep. Yeah. And not once, twice. Yeah. And I I was so happy. I remember going over to the station because it was right around from work <laughs> the day you the, came back. The second time. <laughs> yes. Yep. And... Got to come and hang out with you starting in the mornings mm -hmm. um, for a while there. And as soon as it went away again, I, I felt bad because we'd lost touch. Yeah. I, I knew you were in a tailspin. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Very much so. The thing I love about you is you always, I don't see the work, but you springboard into something even better. Well, that's, um, I think that's more human nature than anything. You know, again, I wish I could say there was some sort of, um, you know, Gary V or Tony Robbins level of inspiration. <laughs> Humans are adaptable. People adapt. Yeah, you know, that's I true. had to, uh, when the radio station went away the first time, I went to, I had two different job offers once my no compete. In radio, when you have a contract, you have a no compete. Mm -hmm. And when they blew up the end the first time, this one was really rough because I was still under contract, which technically means that they couldn't right. blow the radio station up. So what they had to do was they had to pay me my full contract. So I was still getting a regular paycheck as though I was on the air. Mm. And then once that contract expired, I, a, a no-compete clause was enacted. So I wasn't allowed to work for a period oh, of time okay. within this market um, or any market that that corporation functioned in. So I was limited as oh. to what my choices were. So I went to New England. I actually went to Boston. I made one phone call. It was wonderful. I made one phone call to a guy I knew and said, hey, I, I need to find a market to work in. And he said, I've got you a job today. That's awesome. Wow. Like that fast. And I went to Boston and worked, did political talk and worked, uh, worked there for a very short time. And it's funny, you talk about bringing the end back. I was it was on a um, it was on a retainer type basis because they were trying to get rid of a couple of hosts that were under contract in their own right there in Boston. So I was on a retainer type deal and was sitting down to sign 
a very long-term contract, multi, multi, multi-year. It would have put me in Boston for the rest of my life. Wow. And as I was sitting down, I got a text from a guy named Todd Larson, who's now a GM at KSL. And they brought, they stole him from KSL. They brought him in. And the very first thing he said was, I need to put the end back on the, the end has got to go back on the air because we're losing money. We're bleeding money like crazy. So it took uh, a couple of months of negotiating to get the, to get me to come back. I was the last person that they got back again for the second uh, run of the end. But I was literally sitting down and he sent me a text. He goes, please don't sign. Please. I, I had pen in hand. Huh. And he said, please don't sign. Please don't sign. I'll make it, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Just give me a call right now. So I put the pen down. And I said, gentlemen, will you excuse me for a minute? And I, I need to make a phone call really quick. And they were freaking out. And, and I went and, uh, and called him and he said, please just come home. Come home. This is where your audience is. This is what this is your home. I will make this work. And so I came back home for the second to, to do the end the second time. And it sucked. <laughs> it was it was it was two and a half years of hell. I remember when you came back. But, I remember seeing the billboard Chunga's back. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember being so excited the day I saw it driving to work. I was like, oh, Chunga's back, and yeah. I went instantly to the <laughs> station. The radio. It, you got me to tune in again to them. Yeah, so. but the thing is funny is even that was a fight. Like like getting back, <laughs> they were like, yeah, okay, so here's the deal. We have a photo shoot set up for you, and you're gonna be shirtless, and you're gonna be on this billboard. <laughs> and it's going to be your, your bare back, and you're going to be looking over your shoulder like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't I'm not doing that. Either. I'm not going to be shirtless on a billboard. <laughs> and, and, unless I'm facing forward, because then it'll be really awesome. Come on, you didn't go get a phoenix on your back? Yeah, you, you think, yeah, and... like a big you get her yeah. done yeah. from <laughs> shoulder blade to shoulder blade. Maybe, you know, rifles. Yeah, no, so it's just, and again, that comes down to the branding. I was like, no, this is not, this is kooky radio stuff. This is kooky, like honking a bike mm. horn, kooky kind of chunga's back. Oh, I get it. He's showing his back on a billboard. Ha ha. Yeah, that's not what I do. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that. It's not terribly clever or creative. No, it's it's really not. <laughs> You're and, like, really? And, and guess who the dick was in the conversation? <laughs> guess who the bad guy was? I'm guessing you. That's that's branding. I yeah. mean, you want to talk. That's what branding is right there. You have to stick to your guns. You have to make your arguments. And you have to decide two years from now, is this fight going to matter? If the answer is no, then just go, I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm going to, I'm going to play ball. But two years from now, is this going to matter? Then you need to dig in and not give up no matter what. Like one of Ian's glorious dogs is just locked onto your ankle and won't let go. <laughs> yeah. They are might, beautiful might dogs. Might nudge you, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are beautiful dogs. Yep. Yeah, see, he's gone through almost everything on my list that we talked about. So there you go. You're, you're so proud of yourself. I am proud of myself. <laughs> I'm actually more proud of him. But Well, thank you. <laughs> Ian um, knows this, but a lot of people don't know this. Angela and I are empathic. Mm-hmm. And we uh, oftentimes call ourselves the twins because I have a connection to Angela and can mm-hmm. regularly feel her and and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Although we're the exact opposite in almost every way, she True. and I have a very close connection to each other. We and, do. Uh, so. And I love both of you very, very much. Yeah. yeah. Well, we love you. Well, so. we, thank you. It, we, we really can't say thank you enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, well, for I, sitting down and talking with us. It's an honor. It's an honor and a privilege, and, and I'm happy to do it on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's raining. It's gray. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? I kind of needed this weather. I needed yeah. the little recharge from the rain. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Plus, Angela's got a fire But by that's house. because <laughs> the mountain by me is on fire, yeah. so, you know, I love maybe how you that. kind of took the positive. It's like, no, man, I've, I've got like a hose on my roof. That's why I need this. It's true. <laughs> We've been watching planes fly over all morning. So so I want to ask you guys some questions. Okay, I want to turn the table on you. Right, so this. what's the goal with this podcast? What, what what are you guys hoping to do with this? Well, we wanted the positivity spin. Um, okay. And to start out, we're, we, we kind of, to start out, it was a positivity. I mean, go yeah, ahead. But we, yeah, we, were, we were thinking more mindset positivity. Correct. Uh, we we want to do something a little different for Ronan. Yeah. Right. When, when we made that decision. Right. And, and I think it threw a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. I think oh, a lot you, of people. Really? I a lot of people. I heard be, it and I was like, "Brilliant! This is amazing! I'm so <laughs> well, happy." Honestly, when the ideas went back and forth between us, we had one like, "Bitch, please!" with Ian and Angela, <laughs> and you know, coffee talk with Ian and Angela, and fun yeah. stuff. But we thought, you know, we need to give something a little different. We want to do something not like everybody else. Well, and is I think doing. You, you, I think you both probably would have gotten a lot of uh, attention right up front for something like that. Yeah, but I think it would have burn on it. Probably would have been pretty quick. Yeah, so. so. And so we, we, we sat down and really thought about it, and we were like, you know, we, we've been through a lot of shit together, mm-hmm. uh, all three of us. Yep, very and, true. And 
we, we always seem to come about. We're, we're there for each other in support way. And yep. so we want to offer this support to others mm-hmm. and, yeah. and build a community around that. Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. in this time, it's, it's such a, a divisive time. Yeah. That we, we want it's a hor- to. It's a horrible, it's, it's a horrible time. <laughs> it's just I really, horrible. When, this, when a lot of this stuff first started happening, the racial strife and the, the coronavirus mm-hmm. and everything started happening, um, the political science part of me was like, wow, this is just, this is fascinating to be alive. Mm. It's fascinating for me to get to see this. Yep. Uh, I talked to a gentleman uh, just yesterday, actually, who, uh, when I was running this thing, PrepperCon, uh, he came out and he spoke, and he's a scholar, and he was this guy who uh, built a homemade rocket back in the 60s when he was a kid, and the rocket exploded, and he blew off all but one finger oh, and was blind. And he went on to become a jiu-jitsu master, and he went on mm-hmm. to become a political scientist <laughs> and a very revered uh, author and scholar, oh, wow. and he's an amazing guy. And the very first conversation I, I got to have with him, you know, you know where he went with me? Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs. Well, boobs are. Important. I got to see boobs once in my life, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. And that was it. And it was in a magazine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, what are boobs like? <laughs> <laughs> but I could think of nobody better qualified to speak about them than you that's no that's true that's true true. they're not big and fake get out of my car so the 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 reason i I bring this guy up is because he we after the boob talk um we we got talking about something that uh, that the boob talk was actually a long time ago but we were talking uh just the other day about about the country being in a soft civil war Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he feels that the country is in fact in a soft civil war i believe that and it really stuck with me. I hadn't really thought about it. I just, I don't know, it's just people bitching at each other. Because, like, you know, you were on you were on our show. Yeah. Uh, you were on Radio Ronan Angela. And you were talking about how a lot, I think a lot of this stuff is happening because they just don't, people, when I say they, people, mm-hmm. just don't have an outlet right now beyond there's politics. Not. It's like the only thing that's going. They, there's no Utes. There's no Green Bay Packers. There's no movie premieres. There's no movies. Plays, concerts, you name yeah, it. Man. Nothing. I, I, I can't watch nothing. Frozen again. Damn yeah, it. Exactly. I can't watch Frozen again. <laughs> so, um, and so people are doing this. I hope to God you're right. I do too. My fear is, is that yeah. you're not. Yeah. And it, it is something else. I, I, I'm leaning towards, you know, I'm just going to put my faith in my evil twin that she's actually right about this and this goes away once the world opens up. I really hope so. And, so. you know, hopefully people can just start to put it away once yep. the world opens up and bury that a little bit. Uh, I, and Facebook, okay. You know, for what it is. Uh, Facebook sucks. It does. And I'm going to be honest. Facebook. You're, you're going to get us gonna, kicked off. Look, look. <laughs> She's been kicked off. I'm like the one that gets kicked off. That's not him. No. Yeah, um, I've been kicked she, off a couple times. She just times. gets locked out. As yeah. an admin in a sports group. It's a Power 5 conference group. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very cool group. And mm-hmm. there's a specific vision for the group. Yep. But there's nothing going on right now. Yeah. And it is nothing but Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. Yep. Whites are the best stop kneeling do kneel don't kneel it is literally nothing but that in this group right now and it's really hard to tell people they can't talk about that because what are they supposed to talk about right now do you know what i'm saying it's just that's where i was gauging a lot of mine is things i'm seeing personally well you know it's super pollyanna of me but you know what are they supposed to talk about i I would argue that um, i feel there's stuff but (laughs) well there's you know this is probably, especially my, my two favorite people here may disagree with this, and I would mm-hmm. love it if you did, okay. but I, I get really frustrated with the argument. My mom was a, it, 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 she's still with us, but my mom is a criminal psychologist oh, okay. and a damn good one. I did not know that. And No, I, I don't talk about it much. Yeah. Like I said, my entire family comes out of law enforcement. My mom went that way. She had a very, uh, this was back on X96. I was playing a song from Ice-T called Cop Killer. Oh, yeah. That was very controversial. And she couldn't believe that I was playing that. I said, well, it's freedom of speech. Not everybody thinks the way we do. I had a very liberal attitude about it. And she said, no, it it goes deeper than that. It's not about the fact that you come from a family of cops and you're you're playing this. It it goes, it's way bigger. And it's way deeper than that. And she said something to me which stuck with me. And I've held true to it forever which is you're never going to have equality as long as you're saying the word race. As long as you're even talking about race, mm-hmm. you're never going to have equality. And it starts with the individual. So there's one race, it's the human race. And the more you have black people screaming, 
uh, at, at white people and you have white people burning up police cars uh-huh. and you have white people killing black people because they're wearing a badge, um, you're, you're going to create more racists. You're not just going to create, you don't have white racists only. No. You have like an awful lot of black people out there that are very, very racist. Mm-hmm. I know many of them, actually. You have a lot of, of, of people out there that are just behaving in such a way that is absolutely vile and counter to the core values of this country because they're just blatantly anti-American. Mm-hmm. No, I believe that to some extent. I'm going to agree with you on some of that because some of right. it, I, that's why I... This, what you're seeing right here is creating more racists. It's not creating a better world for us. It's, it's creating more racists on all yep. sides. Every because side. it's creating greater division it, uh, it, it absolutely in, in every is. camp. And my fear is, is that the soft civil war becomes something much more scary. And, and I hope I hope and hope and pray that doesn't happen. I hope so, too. And unfortunately, uh, until people just calm down, I, <laughs> I get very frustrated. As an empath, yep. it's very exhausting. Yeah, because you inherit everything. You do. You just it, absorb every yeah. bit of it. And yep. it's just like... I can't today. I just yep. literally cannot do this today. It took it took a lot. It, it actually took some help from my son, actually, because, you know, you, you when you're an empath, you feel everything mm-hmm. from everybody. You feel all this negativity. You feel all this anger. You feel all this sadness. You feel everything, and it becomes suffocating. And, uh, and my son, Chandler, who I co-own Radio Ronan with, uh, came to me and said, hey, look, you need to unplug. Mm-hmm. Nope. You need to walk away from social media. Your listeners will still be there. Everyone yep. will still be there. Absolutely. Because I try to be, you guys know this, uh, when somebody comments on social media or somebody sends me a message mm-hmm. and you have you know, oh, 10, 11,000 followers on Twitter, I'm still right there. Mm-hmm. You know, And it goes constantly. You know, I, There was a guy, Taylor Carroll, I'll just say his name on the Splash Mountain page, that kicked off this little debate last night and just blew up my night because then it was me I, yeah. trying to respond to our listeners, mm-hmm. you know? And, and again, it took my kid to say, hey, look, you need to unplug. This yep. is Your listeners are still going to be there. You don't have to keep people. And a lot of times that moderation is not because I'm there trying to drive home my point. It's me trying to moderate mm-hmm. the listeners from killing each other. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So I, I, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a really, really hard time to work in media. It's really hard to work in marketing. It's a really hard time to do anything right now. It is. And I'm looking forward to a, to a day when that's no longer the case. Um, you know, I would say to any of your listeners, though, regardless of where you're at on the political spectrum, it does start with the individual, in my opinion. A hundred percent. And everybody needs to cease fire and needs to go, okay, look, cops are not bad people. No. Nope. They're not. I, I have a whole family of them. One of them was shot twice in the line of duty. These are good people who work damn hard for their for their living, yeah. and they don't hate. Um, they don't hate anybody. They hate bad cops. Is, is who they hate. That, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then I have a lot of very liberal, very gay, very <laughs> black friends. He's pointing at you, are, by the way. Uh, who are, whoa, whoa! Who are who are wonderful, amazing, beautiful people? I have a I have a gay member of my family who married his mission companion. That there is nothing more awkward than that. You know, in oh, a family. Sure. You know, imagine that Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you know how many of my exes are RMs? So yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and they're beautiful people. They are. And it really does start with the individual to say, it okay, does. look, I, I'm going to hop on Facebook and I'm going to stop being an asshat on Facebook for a couple of minutes because really, at the end of the day, your opinion isn't going to change a damn thing. You but know, what will yeah. change a thing is you going out and saying, "Hey, uh, I love you very much. Thanks for all the hard work you do." Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I love you very much. Thanks for putting up with all the shit that you had to put up with from bad people who don't treat you right. Yeah. Give me a hug. Yeah. You know, it, it really is that simple. I, I maybe I'm sure there are people that will disagree with me, but I really do think it's that simple. I agree. More conversations need to happen like this one on one, and that's part of the reason we we started doing this was to yep. have conversations. And yep. what we've done so far has not mm-hmm. been terribly. No, controversial. We, yeah, but, we've definitely got some topics but it's, coming it's, up. What, what's that, coming up? Give, give me, give me a rundown uh, of what's right, coming up. Right on the wall there behind you, actually. Um, <laughs> have actually, a few, but, one, uh, of, one of the ones I'm kind of passionate about religion is religion and beliefs. Religion and beliefs. Okay. Um, and and one of the biggest reasons is how it's impacted. Hey, hold on uh, me a second. Personally. This wasn't about branding. It says Chunga self promotion. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> Branding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, religion, um, letting go of 
toxic people from your life. Yeah, that it's, it's tough to do. Negative that family one is members coming yeah, up, and real then it's quick. okay. Is and it really? I can't wait to listen. Yeah, to Yeah, that that's when we personally have had well, a lot. Well, you've both been through this. Yeah. Well, it's you. You've met my mother several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, she's coming with me to all your all your gigs. Yep. That was her favorite thing to do. And she can shake it. <laughs> yeah, she can. She can. even she with can both knees down. replaced. <laughs> yep. But she. I'm pretty sure she roofied Angela. It was it was Ian's mom. We came back to that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's who it was. Did, did we? I thought she it was kept the holding creepy guy. Glass. We got kicked out. But <laughs> here, Angela, drink this. Here, Angela, drink. She this, just she kept said. handing me drinks, Ian. Yep. I mean, I didn't have the cool <laughs> nail polish that you can stick in your drink. I mean, come on. <laughs> if she was ever going to talk to me again, I think pa- we just blew me that. trying to <laughs> pants Chunga. So, I blame her. so are you are you are you not on good terms with your mom? Right uh, no, we have not spoke for five and a half, almost six years now. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's that's horrible. Mm. Yeah, that's horrible. I, I did go through that with my family as well. Mm-hmm. Still, still have actually. And it's um, it's tough. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was Espe- super especially necessary. considering how close you were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen. If there's anything I can do to facilitate that or, or work out some sort, you know, I'll, I'll show up. I'll be Switzerland for you. <laughs> Broker some sort of a deal. He'll he'll send her a text message and say, "Hey, come to my gig." So yeah, she'll be there. See, Angela said she'd be roofied again. <laughs> Angela's got your pasties, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're mm. I, I think we've laid a good foundation but we're we're heading towards things that we we can't tiptoe mm-hmm. around it's all part and parcel of what we need to talk about mm-hmm. and i i'm excited to see where it goes yeah we've definitely got a bunch of topics i mean we sit and discuss things after every show and just kind of decide where we want to go and you know bringing people in getting an audience listening yep. and then we're going to head off in the directions that we wanted to go with things i will so. be listening to every episode you're the best. As I do. We wanted you to be our first guest. So. Well, I'm happy to be your first, Ian. I'm happy to be your first, Angela. Um, <laughs> you're our first together. This is, uh, That's right. Again, I'm happy <laughs> to be the first. This is uh, this is a great podcast. Oh, thank and you. And I hope you guys continue to dig in. We're going to continue to promote it. And, and we and love you guys for it. Answer. Yeah, absolutely. So we... And, and bring in that audience. Bring in that audience that maybe perhaps wouldn't come to Radio Ronan. And because they think Chunk is a certain way or because they have a certain opinion that is formed either accurately or inaccurately. And and, and you guys have the ability to be uh, a bit of an albatross for those people to come into this and understand, okay, this is a totally different thing and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we're, you know? and we're enjoying ourselves. We really are. We, we like it. And we we're so it. glad you convinced us to do it. <laughs> it. It was a dare in February. And yeah, I, wait till this thing takes <laughs> off and everybody hates you. <laughs> well, you're like, you know, what have you done? I'm looking at this quote that I had by Walt Disney. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what is this quote? Um, a good heart failure when you're young yep. makes you better prepared to know that it can happen to you mm-hmm. and that you're not perfect. It's very true. And when he was coming up with his own brand and his own... Walt Disney went broke yeah. over and over and over and had a nervous breakdown because he failed and went broke so many times. But I feel like you kind of covered that when you said you weren't prepared for the negativity. You thought, oh, I've no. arrived. I'm here. Things are great. And that wasn't there. No, there's no school for that. No. 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 You know, that's, that's something that uh, it would have been really helpful to have somebody say, look, when when you get to the point where your brand takes off and you become the brand mm-hmm. and you have billboards all over the place and yep. you have you're getting stopped everywhere you go. And and that was I mean, that was definitely the case. There was a period of time where I couldn't even go to the airport without notifying the police ahead of time and they had to usher me under uh, behind the ticket counter and go onto the wow. planes a different way because it was so disruptive. Um and people will listen to that and go, well, listen to Chunga talk about himself. No, it actually really sucked. It, it was not what people think it is. It wasn't fun. No, it I was horrible. That. It was actually really horrible. And, um, y- you know, y- y- there's. it would have been really helpful to have somebody prepare you for what that looked like or felt like. I think your dog is dying. <laughs> dreaming. She's dreaming. dreaming. Is that what it is? She's yep. dreaming. She, she likes to do that. I think the sound of our voices soothe her <laughs> to sleep. Don't go to sleep, people. I, I it's put for the dogs, dogs to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, well, we thank you for coming and talking to us. We appreciate. Oh, that. No, thank you guys, and we we hope to have you back soon, as yeah. well as the rest of the Ronin clan. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, every one of them would love to to come and be on the show. Oh, we're excited. We to all have them, we so. all love it. Chandler is a fascinating interview, by the way. I'm excited to interview Chandler. Josh and Spencer, I wouldn't interview them separately because it's just. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, I feel like, like hurting cats. Well, well, the best is I got invited <laughs> to lunch yesterday by both of them. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. Josh and Spencer yes. together. Yeah. I, it was in a group text. You ever see Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> yes. yes. With the, 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 the Mormon twins? Yes. yes. That's Josh and Spencer. You know what? That's who they remind me of. And no, that's be- who they are. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. But I love them both. Yeah, so. they're great. They're great. We very much, we can't say thank you enough for coming. We can't wait to have you back down yep. the road. You say and I be. And he would. You know that. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I In know. a second. Well, I love you guys. Thanks. All right, thank thanks. you so much. You bet.